Hey everybody, this is John Maroon and welcome to Spotlight, the Maroon PR podcast, all things public relations. Uh, joining me often, as often, is Jen Bloomer, our VP of social and digital and creative and all that cool stuff. Um, Jen. Good morning. Good morning. Um, our guest today is going to be Malin Scogland. Uh, she's the North American Area Director for Meltwater. Um, any UPR pros out there, I know that your head spins when you're looking at all these options. How, what tools do we buy? What tools do we use? There's Scission, there's Meltwater, there's a million of them. And um, here at Maroon PR, we just made the switch to Meltwater, and we're excited about it. We think they offer a lot of different valuable tools, demonstrate ROI, etc. cetera. Um, database is, is very rich. Um, tracking stories is a different level. So we're going to bring Malin on and tell us a little bit about that grill her a little bit about trends and what's happening in uh, in their world and talk about a, a really cool book that their CEO uh, the CEO just put out a few months ago. So um, thanks again for downloading and listening and uh, let's get Mullen on the line. So Mullen, to get started, talk a little bit about the growth of Meltwater. I mean, we're a new client, but we've watched the growth from afar. How has it evolved, especially with the focus on social media? Basically, Meltwater, we started based on the idea that we wanted to help organizations track data outside of their own firewall. Um, so in the beginning, we did this by tracking online media, uh, which back then was purely traditional media. Um, and we also tracked companies' websites. And, and obviously, that has shifted a lot over the time. Uh, and it will probably continue to do so in the future as well. Um, but, you know, what's really important for us is to support our clients in their decision making by always offering new data types and new ways for PR professionals to build and maintain relationships. Um, so whether that is by helping our clients filter through data to find the right journalists or influencers for their brand or adding more ways to track and measure the ROI of PR. Um, you know, as an example, we just launched a Google Analytics widget to our analytics dashboard um, where PR professionals can um, see how they, their work and their media placement, um, they can see how they drive traffic to the website uh, and how that in turn can lead to sales leads, for example. Um, because everyone in PR, they want to show their contribution to the bottom line. Um, and we're all about helping PR professionals do that. And obviously these days, a lot of that is done through social media. You know, a lot of the conversations we have here are focused on stories, right? And so the story is no longer just we're getting it placed in the Washington Post and and it's great and here's your story. Um, but there's so much data out there that can show how stories spread. Um, can you just talk a little bit about kind of the growth of how your social media monitoring for news placements has evolved? Yeah, and you're absolutely right about that. Uh, PR is no longer just about finding the right place for your story. Um, it's also about finding the venue where your story will be shared the most uh, and also where it reaches the right demographic. Um, and it's really all about amplifying your story by finding the right influencers or journalists for your product and brand. Um, and what we see happening more and more is the companies are, are realizing that the biggest publications is not always the best. Um, you know, maybe your demographic, for example, is found in other channels. Maybe it's much better for you um, to get, you know, someone to retweet your story uh, than to get a placement in the Washington Post. Um, and by using Mouthwater, you can measure the impact and, and social impact of your story. Uh, because just like you say, it's really not just about, you know, getting a placement in a big publication anymore. Um, and we do have a lot of ways to, you know, track and analyze that and, and especially the spread of, of your story in social media. 
You know, Mullen, it's it's interesting. We we talk. I'd like to get your take on this, whether you think we're right when we say this or not. So we talk a lot uh, with our clients and with students and et cetera about the evolution of PR. And not that long ago, our profession, it, the sky was falling. Newspapers were shutting down or they were going to the Internet. What did that really mean? And everyone was pretty much freaking out. But now we argue that, no, there's more ways to tell your story now than there's probably ever been in history. And it's a good time for public relations. It's just that things have evolved and you got to keep up to speed. I mean, generally speaking, do you agree with that assessment that it's um, that this is a really great time and a lot more ways in which to tell stories than there were, say, five years ago? Yes, I certainly do. Um, you know, I, I really agree with that. I think the storytelling and relationship building uh, that is what PR professionals are really good at. Um, and what we want to do, and I think, you know, there's more ways now than ever before um, to really get your story out there in, in a lot of different ways. Um, and one big way that, you know, I, I think the PR has changed um, is that it's more difficult than ever to find the right people to target and build these important relationships with. Um, and that's really what we focus on. We want to make it easier for PR professionals to find the right people um, so that they can get their stories out there um, and so that they really also have the time to focus on what they're really good at and, and the relationship building aspects of their job. Um, you know, as, as an example, we have really sophisticated tools to help create, um, you know, smaller segments and really find the influences they're writing about your subject right now. Um, because uh, as we know, one of the biggest challenges is to identify who you want to talk to. Um, and we find that, you know, the more traditional ways of, of finding, um, you know, your, your influencers to talk to by, you know, searching for beasts, for example, is very outdated. And there's mm -hmm. much better ways to... Um, to do that these days by actually finding influencers uh, based on what they're engaging with right now. Um, and with social media and with the internet, um, there are more avenues for PR professionals to do that than ever before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we before we were using Meltwater, um, you know, we would just go directly to their Twitter account and see what they're talking about or, you know, what they're engaging with. So it's certainly a very helpful tool now to kind of see real time what they're talking about and having it all in one system to do that. Um, I'm a little interested to know when it comes to your influencer database, and it's and it's just funny now that now you're calling them, everyone calls them influencers. It's not just media or reporters or editors. It's influencers. So how do you guys approach um, who gets added? Um, and so, and how are you, you know, when it comes to a blog writer or a freelance writer or just someone that's influential on Instagram, how does, how do you guys vet how, you know, who gets into the, your yeah, database? What, like what's the tipping point when they, <laughs> when they, you say, okay, they're real, they're credible. It's really all based on our clients. Um, so, you know, we have, mm -hmm. we're a global company and we have, you know, we support a lot of the biggest brands in the world, uh, but we're also very local. We have a lot of local offices. Uh, we have a lot of, you know, very small clients as well. Um, so for us, it's not so much about, like, we don't have a big vetting process on who gets added to our database or not. Um, most of the time, it's that if it's something that moves the needle for one of our clients, mm -hmm. uh, we would usually add it. Yeah. Because the, the database is also built in a way so like if you don't have an you know an interest in reaching out to that specific influencer, um, you know you don't have to do that. If it's relevant for one of our clients, most m more times than not, 
um, we would definitely add it in. Sure, that makes sense. Um, and you know, and we are we do have a lot of small clients, so we're very much interested yeah. in that local reach. Um, you know, people that are in a city that that have influence within a city that we're trying to um, you know have an impact in um, for a client. So we can certainly speak yeah. to that. Um, and so far, it's been you know very helpful. We kind of see as we're getting into the your database and, and finding people, we're, we're definitely seeing that like very localized um, coverage opportunities. Um, can you talk a little bit because we do have smaller clients? You know how listening and analytics might be able to play a little bit into their strategies when it, they are local, and so they're not getting a ton of mentions on social media outside of their own social media. Um, can you just talk a little bit at how analytics and listening might help some of our small clients? Yeah, absolutely. And um, and like I say, and it really is something that we really pride ourselves in at Meltwater, um, that we, we help, you know, a lot of huge, huge brands, a lot of the biggest, you know, organizations in the world, but we can also go hyper-local. Um, and, uh, you know, by using Meltwater, you can pull data on a local level. You can even pull geofence uh, data, and, and you can use, do this in places that you might not even be very familiar with yourself. Um, and usually, uh, you know, when we show examples in our marketing materials, it's Tesla compared to BMW, Coca-Cola, and Pepsi. Um, but it's just as vital and has an equally big impact um, on what you're doing to benchmark yourself with your smaller and local competitors um, and really see what, what, what moves the needle in those conversations as well. Um, and I, I do have a, a cool example of, of that as well. One of the first um, clients that, that we worked with when we – uh, launched our business here in the U.S. was YouTube. Um, and it was back when YouTube just launched uh, their service in 2005. And they were a tiny, mm-hmm. tiny company. Sure. Um, and they they bought Meltwater to benchmark themselves to other small companies who also offered online video sharing services. Um, and they saw that already back then, um, they were the clear winner in all the benchmark reports that we helped them create. Um, and we really think that, you know, the way that they were looking out back then, it really helped them, you know, became become the clear winner in, in, in that industry. Like, you know, we all know that they are today and they're, they're a huge company today. But they always have the focus on tracking, you know, what is being written online about them, about their competitors and how did they stack up in those conversations. And it really made a difference for them. Hmm. Malin, maybe speak a little bit like to the the ROI question, right? I mean... For us, that's that's the whole or a large part of our motivation in working with somebody like Meltwater is all of our clients want ROI, ROI, and talk a little bit about how uh, Meltwater and the tools, the many tools you have, answer that question, and maybe a little bit if you can. What's next? Like, what do you got? What's coming down the pike? What are you kind of starting to hear about a little more um, in terms of uh, the needs of PR firms? That is a really good question and obviously a big one for us as well. Um, and we always, um, we always kind of encourage um, our customers, which are usually PR professionals, communications professionals, um, to align their goals with the overall goals of the business. Um, and after that, we can help you showcase, you know, how you contribute to those goals. Um, you know, maybe it's, for example, driving traffic to your website. Um, maybe it's getting mentioned in certain publications, maybe it's benchmarking yourself to your competitors on Instagram, um, you know, whatever it, it may be. We have, you know, like you said, a lot of different ways to prove the ROI on your work. Um, and overall, um, you know, I, I think that you want to make it clear throughout your organization there 
that, you know, there's a strategy to everything that you do and that that strategy aligns with the company strategy. Um, and we encourage our clients to really zero in on the business goals and also measure um, your ROI in alignment with those goals. Um, so it's really, you know, not a one-size-fits-all answer to that question, mm-hmm. uh, but we think it's really important to be aligned with the rest of the organization. Um, and, and I think that that will be, you know, more, you know, if we look into the future a little bit, I think that it will continue to be even more important, um, you know, for the role of, of the PR professional, PR firms, whatever it might be, to really showcase how do they prove ROI and how do they contribute to the bottom line. Um, and, you know, I, I don't really see that changing anytime soon, quite the opposite. And, and you know, we see that with our clients, too. Um, you know, PR, ROI is, is a huge thing. And mm-hmm. um, there's not a one-size-fits-all, but, but, you know, there's a lot of different ways to, to really prove that you're, um, you know, contributing to the bottom line. I know recently your, um, the head of Meltwater put out a new book. Do you guys, can you talk a little bit about that book and why, you know, people might want to take a read? Yeah. I am happy to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's a brand new. It's launched. It was launched only a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is called Outside Insight, and it's written by our CEO. His name is Jörn Lisa again, um, and he's also a founder of Mouthwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically describes the way the companies can use information that is found on the internet to make strategic decisions. Um, and it, I do recommend you know everyone to read it. Because it brings up, um, it brings up a lot of good examples um, of how you can use data uh, in your decision-making process. Um, and you know, to, to explain a little bit further, I think what, what that means is one good example that I like to use is job ads. Um, because mm-hmm. imagine how much information you can find in a company's job ads. Um, let's say, for example, that you know you track the job ads that your biggest competitors. Puts out, and they're mm-hmm. you know free for anyone to read online. Um, and you find that they're hiring a lot of sales staff in the UK, and maybe they haven't had any business here before. So that might mean that you might want to change your strategy, right? You might want to staff up there as well, and you want to make sure that you know they don't take over the market before you have time to react. Um, or you know, maybe say that um, you know your competitor is putting out ads looking for a senior engineer with a specific skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can use that information to really understand what their future focus will be. Oh, maybe they're building products, um, you know, that relates to this specific, you know, industry, or, you know, maybe this is what's in their pipeline moving forward. Um, and that is exactly the type of information that you want about your competitors. Uh, but the funny thing is that not a lot of companies they use the world of information. They don't use the world of, of data you can find online, mm-hmm. um, and that's really what Outside Inside is um, is all about: the ability to, um, you know, really track uh, online information and use that for your decision making. Yeah, it's really interesting because I I think here when we talk to clients, we we always want to be engaged in their overall strategy, like you said you mentioned earlier about what are the overarching business goals. And so a lot of times, you know, the public relations work isn't associated associated with the human resources or you know the um, the sales model or any you know, any of that. And with this data, we can now I think prove ourselves a little bit more to say well with the right strategy in place, we can help you advance your hiring practices or we can help you, um, you know, with your sales structure and using maybe a social media platform in that way. 
Um, so it's just yeah. it's a conversation we always have here with clients that it needs to be outside of um, just the marketing and, and PR um, speak. It needs to be part of the larger um, conversation of yeah. businesses. So very interesting, and, and um, we'll definitely check out the book, and hopefully our listeners will too. Mullen. Yeah, definitely do. <laughs> yeah, Mullen, I have one, one last question before we let you go. Um, I imagine you and the team are talk to PR pros all the time, and you're kind of hearing what their needs are and what are they. What What is your biggest takeaway um, for PR professionals as data, digital continues to grow, the world continues to evolve? What are you trying to tell them that you're hearing and vice versa? What are they coming to you saying, hey, here's kind of our biggest needs and as things grow, if that makes sense? Yeah, I, I think definitely that makes sense. And, um, you know, we are all about technology. Um, and I think that, you know, that is one thing that our clients come to us with a lot. Like, you know, how do we use all this, you know, information and all this technology um, to really, you know, do our jobs in an even better way. Um, and, I, and I think that we always tell them that, um, um, you know, the, the, the technology is there to help them, you know, do their jobs even better. Um, and I think that, you know, communications professionals' core strengths are more vital than ever. Uh, and sometimes, you know, they come to us and they feel like all the technology is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that we always talk to them about is, like, this is the perfect time uh, for you know all the savvy uh, communications professionals out there to really start integrating data and automation into their work processes, um, and I think it's a it's a really good way. And just like you mentioned before as well, it's a really good way for communications to also contribute uh, in a really fresh and relevant way uh, by using all the available technology to to really guide um, you know the, the the internal decision making process and, and, and the company strategy as well. Well, we're certainly really excited to kind of dive in. We're, we're new with the platform. Um, we're getting our feet wet with, you know, influencers, um, the database side, and we'll be um, looking at the dashboards and, and really kind of diving into all that data that we are now collecting for our clients. So we're really excited for the opportunities that lie ahead. We are. And Malin, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of the day. We appreciate your insights and uh, look forward to building and continuing to grow a relationship with you and the team at Meltwater. Yes. So do we. Thank you so much for having me. I I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that was really great, really insightful. I know we're really excited here internally to get our feet wet with meltwater and what lies ahead. So very exciting. Um, We hope that you guys found our conversation today insightful. Um, Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time on The Spotlight. Thanks, guys.